All right. I've seen into the future. Stick around and find out what I saw for this week's game against Vanderbilt. And I'll tell you how the rest of the season works out for the Florida Gators. Only on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Thursday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I am also the founder of Whole9Sports.com, where you can find all of my written work, especially once we get into draft season, because I'm starting my draft work this week. So, yay. Uh, starting off, we're going to look at the offensive predictions for what's going to happen this Saturday for Florida Vanderbilt. First up, Florida's run game bounces back. And I realize that's a weird thing to say because we did have, I believe it was 171 yards last week. So it's a weird thing to be like, oh, we're going to bounce back. That was a bad game. But we had, before that, the third best rushing offense in all of college football. So... Yeah, that was that was generally a bad game for us. Uh, it was the lowest rushing yard total of the season, and it was you know it, it, it was it was what it was. Honestly, at that point, the O line was just shooting themselves in the foot all night with holdings, false starts, all those fun things that makes it very difficult to run the ball with any sort of consistency. But Vanderbilt allows over two hundred rushing yards per game and it's not just like one huge game like it's not like they played like florida week one and gave up 400 rushing yards and it's like wow they suck at run defense perpetually even if they bounce back with a 100 yard uh game the next week that's still like 250 so you know my point is that they've consistently given up 200 yards uh i believe the least they've given up in a game was 179 um, sorry, I was looking at the numbers before. I'm pretty sure it's 179 is the least they've given up in a game. Uh, and yeah, no, that's not gonna fly this week. We're, we're gonna top that. Uh, Vanderbilt's giving up about five and a half yards per carry. So that, I mean, for us, that's huge because Florida's already damn good at running the ball. So going into bad run defense is key. Um, my next prediction is I, th- I think Florida's gonna take some shots downfield. I think that's uh, I think that's something that you know we can kind of expect. We saw it in weeks one and week two with uh, South Florida and Florida Atlantic, where we were kind of trying to figure things out throwing the ball. You know, it was still very inconsistent at the time. It's still inconsistent now, uh, but now the play calling is inconsistent. But it, it was still a very inconsistent passing offense, and Florida was kind of just like, you know what, fling it. We're going to try to figure some. Out. Um, that was my hmm is my new way of censoring myself. Uh, so we're gonna figure some hmm out. Uh, so I, I think we see a a similar uh, game plan here, where you know the ground game should dominate. It, it like it, it should destroy Vanderbilt. Uh, so spend some time trying to figure out if you can right the ship with the passing game because look, last week was atrocious. Like that that play calling sucked. And I'm like, I know I've, I've killed play calling for it, but at the same time, it's like, 
Emery's got to pull the trigger if things are there. Uh, when you're going deep downfield, you're not always going to get the huge busted coverage plays that we got against Florida Atlantic, against South Florida. You need to earn things. And sometimes that means just throwing it into a 50-50 situation because you've got guys like Justin Shorter and Xavier Henderson who are very good in 50-50 jump ball situations. The final preview or final prediction that we have here is a turnover-free game. <laughs> and I hate myself for bringing it up. So don't worry. You don't have to hate me for that. But I am going to say this. I am going to keep saying a turnover-free game until it happens. And if that takes me the whole season, then damn it, it takes me the whole season. Uh, you know, just because like this is something that we we've got to get down, we've got to we've got to kind of knock this down. Like look at even last week, turnovers killed us. That one turnover killed us. I don't that block kick isn't a turnover as much as it sucks and as much as it it honestly it might be an even bigger momentum changing play than just a normal pick or fumble, but it was just oh my god, that game was just that game gave me anxiety. Um, but going back to the past couple games against Tennessee, we had one turnover. And it was a Jacob Copeland fumble while he was just fighting for more yards. I still think he should have been – I still think the play should have been blown dead. Uh, you know, he he's wrapped up the legs. He's trying to fight forward, but he's wrapped up at the legs. He's wrapped up at the top, and someone's trying to rip the ball out. And then he gets hit, and it's just it's just a, an insane cluster me of things that happens. And then last week against Kentucky, we had the Emory Jones interception, which, of course, I broke down on tape Tuesday. But – uh. It, it was, it was, it was an ugly one because like he just stared at Kimori Gamble and like the the defense knew it because I am fairly certain the guy that got the interception wasn't in man coverage on Kimori Gamble. He was supposed to be getting the flat ish area, um, but just saw Emery just staring at Kimori here, and then we had linebacker came underneath. I believe it was JJ Weaver, and then the deep safety came across before Emery even cocked back the ball to throw it. So, I mean, it was, it was very textbook what was going to happen. Uh, it was very telegraphed. And, but the thing is, we're getting there. Earlier in the year, turnovers were worse. We're getting there. Um, I, don't, I, I don't fully know uh, how, how great we can get. Um, one turnover per game over the past two weeks is not a bad spot to have but i would like to see a turnover free game so that's why i'm just gonna keep predicting it till it happens and i'm doing my job honestly <laughs> uh and yeah i'm just gonna give a big thank you to sweat block because on saturday i told you my heart was not having it without sweat block i'd be the jordan peel meme just sweat just pouring down my face everywhere i realized that probably was great for the audio of me just brushing my face up and down. Uh, but Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. And I would know, I, I've used quite a bit. You simply apply it at night before bed, you go to bed, and then you wake up and bam, the next morning shower, and you're good to go without having to worry about it guaranteed. And I know it sounds too good to be true to say anything is guaranteed, but I only have to use Sweatblock once or twice per week, and it keeps me dry. Use promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off at sweatblock.com or get it at Amazon where it's at number one seller or CVS. Now, here we are. Um, first, thank you for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Uh, we are free and available on all platforms. And now we got defensive predictions, and this is the fun part to talk about because – I I feel like 
I feel like I say this all the time. Uh, I am very much a defense-oriented individual. You know, I, I mentioned I, when I played football, I played corner. I played. I was a DB. Um, I was asked to play receiver one time, but I, that just like I, 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 I'll get into it at a different time. But long story short, I was asked to learn the playbook, so I learned the playbook. Uh, someone got hurt in the championship game, and I had to come in. I didn't get targeted. Don't worry about that. But yeah, that was my first time ever playing receiver in a game, so that was really fun. Um, that's that's my story. Uh, but for this week, Florida versus Vanderbilt, I'm calling a three plus sack game incoming because. We've got a tremendous defensive line. Like that is just undeniable, unequivocal fact that we have a tremendous defensive line. They generate a ton of pressure. Uh, they, they do. They really like they they get there a lot, but they don't hit home often. And that's been an issue over the past couple weeks. They haven't been hitting home. You know, against Kentucky, we had two sacks. I believe Tennessee, we had one. It was we need to finish these plays better than we are at this point. And I think that after last week, because last week our defensive line still played pretty well, our defense still played pretty well, and the offense just <laughs> the bed the whole time. Um, and I think this D-line comes out angry, raring to go, and ready to kick some, hmm, you know? So I, I, I think this D-line really gets after it this week. I think we hit home at least three times. And the only reason it might not be more is because Vanderbilt will stop throwing the ball eventually that that seems to be what they do they tend to just roll over and die after a certain point so i think this defensive line kind of comes back to life gets the juices flowing again you know just shake it out <laughs> gets the juices flowing again and comes ready to kick and take names i predict also there's going to be at least one interception please um, that's, yeah, that's where I'm at, where it's like, I, I get, we had Trevez Johnson last week, we had Kyrie Elam in week two, but like this, this, this offense hasn't, or this defense hasn't forced enough turnovers. That's one of our biggest issues where it's like, we, we give up huge plays and then we don't create huge plays. So how are you giving up big plays? Because oftentimes, uh, we could look at Marcus Peters, for example, I know he was never a Gator, he's Washington Husky, then he was a chief. Um, I believe, yeah, he, he's a Ram. He's, he's been everywhere. He's a Raven everywhere. Um, but with Marcus Peters, uh, his biggest thing is like, he's a boomer bust player. Cause he gives up a huge play while trying to make a play. And that's why he keeps getting jobs because he makes big plays and he, he gives up huge plays, but it's because he's trying to make a play on the ball. Florida, I don't know what the hell they're doing. It's just big play, big play, big play, big play. And we've only forced two interceptions this season. So I don't get it because it's not like our DBs are out of position because they're trying to get a big pick or they're trying to make a big play somewhere. They're just out of position and they give up big plays. And we have a very good secondary. Like, I'm not even kidding. With Kair coming back, uh, our secondary is legitimately one of the best cover units in college football, especially with Kair, Avery Helm, Jason Marshall Jr., Travis Johnson, Trey Dean, Rashad Torrance. They're all very good in coverage. Uh, there have been mental lapses, even more to Kevin Daniels, very good in coverage, but mental lapses kill us. Vandy's thrown at least one in every game except for week two against Colorado State. They've thrown picks every game except for that one. I think Florida, you know, I think that our DBs come out aggressive. I think they come out mad because this defense should be pissed this week this defense played a damn good game last week 
and the offense just blew it entirely. And I think this defense is going to come out pissed because the defense has a choice. You can either come out pissed and play damn good again, or you can come out salty and you can play poor because you want to throw a little fit about it. And that's not going to happen. Our defense has not shown that that's them. That's not a character trait that they've displayed so far. So I'm not expecting them to come out flat. I'm expecting them to come out pissed and they're going to make some plays. I have nothing but faith in them. However, I also have very good faith in another thing. There will be at least one explosive play touchdown given up. This is another thing where it's like the, uh, the, the turnover free game. I'm, I'm going to keep saying it because this one's like going to happen. It, it, it happens every week with us. A 20-plus yard run, a 40-plus yard pass. Again, it doesn't have to be in the air. That screen last week for Wondell Robinson, that's an explosive play touchdown. It's a 41-yarder. I don't care if it's a screen. It was just things like that are so common, too common for our Gators where we can expect them weekly, which is just atrocious. That's not something you should be like, oh, yeah, that's going to happen. That's a dumb thing to expect, but guess what? This defense has given us no reason to expect anything else from them in that realm that they're going to give up big plays because that's what they do, whether it's poor tackling, whether it's missed coverage assignment, whether it's miscommunication in the secondary, whatever it is, busted plays happen at an abnormal rate to this Florida defense. I get it. Busted plays happen everywhere. Big plays happen everywhere every week. But I don't, I can't think of a team where I'm not saying I don't, I'm saying I cannot think of a team where they give up big plays at a more consistent rate than these Florida Gators. Uh, and it's, 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 it sucks because we have a very good defense. It's just mentally, there are these mental lapses, whether it's just forgetting your assignment, miscommunicating who you should have and who the other corner or safety should have things like that. And it's like, I, I get that those things happen. I do, but they happen way too often. And it seems like every time they happen, we get snake bitten by it. Uh, so that's something where Florida, like, look, it, it's probably going to happen. But for the love of God, please improve on this one very specific thing, at least because it's always the first or second drive of the op for the offense and they score a huge touchdown. And then our offense is like, well, now we need a huge touchdown. And it's just, it's not sustainable is my point. That, that's where I'm at. It is not sustainable to hopefully start winning some more games because now we've got two losses just five weeks into the season. And the schedule's not super easy, which we are going to discuss the rest of the schedule. But first, need somebody to do their stimulus Tax refund, GameStop, Dogecoin, NIL. I would say bet online, but Florida blew my parlay last week. Money. Visit rockauto.com right now for all your car part needs. I've said it so many times. I know nothing about car, not a damn thing about cars. But my family does. They tell me what to get, and I can get it easy, peasy, lemon, squeezy. Rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate, where literally even I can do it. And I've bought things on there where I don't even know what they are or where they go. I don't even know where they are in my car right now. But I know I've used Rock Auto to buy them. So that's what's important to me, whether it's brake pads, taillights, uh, hydraulics, fuzzy dice in a mirror, a spark plug, which is what I had to buy, uh, fun stuff. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck, whether it's for your classic or daily driver. Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door, right? Locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know exactly who sent you. 
Now it's time to take a look at how much money I lost last week because it's a bet online ad time. And that's really fun for me. I love that. That's my favorite. Don't you love that? Don't you love just losing money because your favorite team sucked and blew all three of the bets you made on them? Love that. Wonderful. Uh, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports actions. Seriously, like I've, my friends have started doing it and they're like, oh, I bet on table tennis last week. And it's like, what the, like it was your first day betting and you bet on table tennis. Like it, it, it's crazy how much you could just be like, bet online has so many so many uh, obscure things that it's the coolest thing ever. They have award shows, TV shows, reality TV. You can bet if aliens are going to invade the earth. That is not a joke. You can bet on that. You can bet which country they'll attack first. It's really fun. With real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine is the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports with extras. Make sure to use promo code locked on. That is L O C K E B, no space, O N. Now, like I mentioned, we're going to wrap up by talking about the remainder of the schedule for the Florida Gators uh, because, again, this is not what we were expecting. We were thinking that there were maybe three L's on the schedule, two of them have happened, uh, or actually not even two of them have happened. One of the expected L's has happened, and we got an unexpected L from Kentucky, um, which is really not great for us. Uh, that's just not not fun. Um, but we've got Vanderbilt this week in Gainesville. Um, that's that's a W. If that's not a W, I'm, I'm going to fist fight someone, uh, and that's not a joke. <laughs> I've, I will fist fight someone, specifically Dan Mullen or – whichever QB throws picks or whichever DB blows coverages, whatever it may be. I will fit whichever center keeps getting false starts. I'll fist fight someone. Uh, LSU in death Valley after that. I think that's a dub. Um, LSU, look, they played one hell of a game against Auburn, but I, I, I have not been impressed with LSU's offense specifically. I think our defense can kind of rein them in. Um, We'll, we'll, you know, we'll get into things. But, yeah, that's where I'm at with LSU. Uh, then we have the bye week, which is fantastic for us because the week after the bye, we have Georgia. So at least we get to spend one more week of, you know, happiness and relaxation before Georgia week because uh, Georgia is mm, – the boys possessed this year, this year so far. They are ridiculous. Like someone compared them to the 85 Bears, they're not far off. Like this team is just – so good, but also so freaky athletic. Where even their players that, uh, even their players that are like technically deficient, like they're not technically sound players, uh, they're so athletic that they could make up for it with their athleticism, and it just creates havoc for offenses. Then it's South Carolina in Columbia, South Carolina. That one should be a win. The Georgia one, by the way, I, I'm gonna say is almost definitely gonna be an L. Uh, I'm not going to say almost definitely. That was disgusting. Uh, I'm going to say it's most likely an L. But, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not saying most definitely because I, again, we'll get into it, but I, I kind of like the way that we can match up with them in certain ways if it's schemed right, um, which, again, we'll get into that week. We're going to talk a lot that week. And, thankfully, we've got the bye week before, so we don't have to do the review leading into Georgia week. Georgia week is Georgia week, baby. Like, it, it's <clears> – <throat> It's Georgia week. Uh, South Carolina in Columbia, South Carolina. 
I think that's a W for us. Just I I don't think they're a very good team right now. They haven't been super impressive. Um, then we've got Samford in Gainesville. Um, if that's not a W, I'm just the show's done. It's as simple as that. Uh, that's if that's not a W, just deuces. Like that's where we're at. Uh, then we've got Missouri in Columbia, Missouri this time. So two Columbias, neither. We got two games in Columbia. Neither of them are the fun Columbia. So that sucks. Uh, but Missouri and Columbia, Missouri, that I'm going to assume uh, W. That's where I'm at with that. And then Florida State. Ah, speaking of eating W's, uh, Florida State in Gainesville to end the year, to end the regular season for the Florida Gators. That If that's not a W also, I, I might just end the show because uh, they lost to Jacksonville State. Like, whew. Imagine losing to an FCS school. That could never be us. Like that, we would never, ever do that. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen every day. Tomorrow, you know how it goes. It's preview time for Florida and Vanderbilt. Now make your second listen, Lockdown SEC. Get all of your daily SEC news in less than 30 minutes with SEC expert Chris Gordy of Sports 790. It's free and available on all platforms. For Locked On Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports as W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. Be sure to check out my pinned tweet. Uh, subscribe to Locked On Gators on YouTube. All that fun stuff. Don't be rude. Don't be a jerk. And I will see you tomorrow.